You may be seated if you can. Our scripture lesson comes out of Acts chapter 2. This being the fifth Sunday after Pentecost, I want to lift up this last Pentecost word. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. For the next moments, I want to talk about recognizing the shift. And this is actually part five, recognizing the shift, part five. I, I came to recognize something that maybe you miss when you read the Bible. I come to recognize the fact that while verses may go by quickly when you're reading them, time frames are not necessarily wrapped in the speed of which you can read a verse. So just because you read something and you get to the next idea does not mean that it happened in that elapsed amount of time of your ability to read it. And in truth, if one really were to end with the last chapter of the Old Testament or the Hebrew Scriptures and begin with the first chapter of Matthew, you actually are getting into a gap of 400 years. 400 years between the last great move of God and the new move of God. 400 years. 400 years. And what's interesting to me is that if one reads the New Testament, what one sees is that God comes back and God begins to work with his people and he begins to try to develop a relationship with them, but they're not ready for what God is ready to do. And so what happens is the new ministry that God has intended becomes completely Gentile-led. It starts out completely Hebrew. It becomes a Gentile movement. How do we know that? Because the largest writer of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, is the apostle to the Gentiles. And those letters that you see written by Paul are all written to Gentiles. The truth of the matter is when you read the book of Romans, you actually see what, what the Pauline letter was trying to tell us about what God was going to do as God begins to work back in to his kingdom the blessedness that he had already had with the Jewish nation. And so when I begin to read this here and I begin to see what happens at Pentecost, what I'm really seeing is that God is creating a move within the earth realm and God's doing something and I almost hear God saying, shall you not know it? I'm getting ready to do something, shall you not know it? And I do believe that some people get left behind because their mindset 
was locked into what they currently knew, what they traditionally accepted, what seemed to be okay. And then when something shifts and changes, because they were still locked into the old form, they can't necessarily get with the new form. And it's hard for them. They can't see what's going on. I just thought I had it together, and as soon as I had it figured out, now something has shifted. And all of you know that, you know, it's easy to get around when you know everything, that's everything, and you've got it all planned out. But when stuff starts shifting around, you probably walk around your house at night and don't even turn on lights. But let somebody move something to a different place, Let them push a piece of furniture over two inches and some of y'all are going to stub a toe and lose a legend all in the same moment. Because we weren't ready for the what? Shift. It could be in a better place. It could actually function better. It could actually aesthetically, your, your, your husband, spouse, change the place around, it could aesthetically look better, but because you weren't ready for it, you ran into it, and it was painful. I, I'm, I'm going somewhere this morning because I do believe that I want you to recognize there is a shift right now in the body of Christ. There is a move of God going on, and God is trying to do something explosive, exceedingly and abundantly above what we can ask or think. God's trying to reveal God's own self to us. God's trying to manifest himself in a bold and new way within the church. And God wants to do that because God knows it is what we need at this critical time in the nation. If there ever was a time we needed praying people who were speaking in an unknown tongue and talking for God, it is right now. If there were ever a time we needed the Holy Spirit to descend, it's right now. If there were ever a time for unity to happen because of something people said on behalf of God, it is right now. If there were ever a time when all folk ought to be in the street praising God together, it's right now. If there was ever a time when black and white and Jew and Gentile and no matter what race or class got together to do something great, it's right now. And that's why I love this passage. That's why I love this passage because the Bible declares that on the day of Pentecost, there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. Blow, wind, blow. Blow, wind, blow. Blow, wind, blow. You, you ought to be ready to say, blow, wind, blow. You can blow in my house. You can blow in my job. You can blow on my car. I just need the wind to blow. God, you can blow all over everything I own. Blow, wind, blow. Let me hear the sound. 
And the Bible says that the sound came in, that they heard it before they felt it. They heard it before they felt it. But when they felt it, it rested upon each of them. And I do want to suggest to you today that, that God has a way of connecting with us so that we know it's God. Three things I want to give to you today. I want you to take these home with you. The first thing that you want to recognize and recognize the shift, that it reveals his connection. It reveals his connection. What do you, what do you mean, Reverend? Well, after 40 years of silence, God wanted everybody to know I'm talking right now. You be still and know that I'm God. I want the world to know that I'm connected to you. So not only are they going to hear it in the room where I'm blessing you at, but they're going to hear it in the streets and want to know what's going on in the room where you're at. You look at your touch somebody's neighbor. God's getting ready to make a noise that'll be heard outside your house. It's going to be heard outside of your house. It'll be so loud, folk outside of your house will wonder what's going on in there. What's happening in that place? Because God's about to reveal his connection to you. I need the world to know that I'm connected to you. God said, I need the world to know that we're in partnership. And so I'm getting ready to make a noise now. I'm not coming in quiet. This ain't going to be no secret service. This is going to be a loud thundering sound because I'm getting ready to turn this place upside down. I'm going to turn it out. Turn down for what? <sighs> Look at somebody, tell them turn down for what? has a way of letting folk know I'm connected to you. Because see, some folk need to realize that you're not by yourself. And as long as they think you're by yourself, they might try to run over you. But when they realize you've got a connection, now I'm going to tell y'all a bad story, but forgive me because it's a true story. When I was in high school, I was always bigger. And the little guys, the little ones, used to get beat up a lot. So I would sell my service. So if you were having a problem, you'd come get Big Ben. Come, come here, little Mike. Come here, Mike. Mike, we'll come run real good. So here you are. Come, Mike. Run, run, boy, run. You can get faster than that on a baseball you playing, boy. Get over here. 
So you're here, and everybody think you by yourself. And they about to jump on you. They about to tear you up. But you just don't know. It just looks like I'm by myself. Because the minute you get ready to jump on him, there's somebody coming. Because I got your back. Thanks, sir. Look at somebody tell them, God's got my back. reveals his connection. But not only did it reveal his connection with them, you know, God, when he wants to let folk know, he, he wants something done publicly because private communication doesn't always work. So God wants to do something public so people will know. That's why when Samuel kept getting woken, awakened during his sleep, and running to Eli, what God was saying is, I could tell you this by yourself, but I need somebody else to affirm what I'm telling you, so I need somebody else to know what I'm doing in you. A part of the shift that God's bringing in your life is he going to let other folk know what's happening inside of you. High five somebody, tell them, you better watch me now. That's why when Samuel comes to see David and he's looking through all of the sons and he's going through all of the sons, he can't find the right one. He's looking, he says, is there, one, is there anybody else? He said, yeah, we got this boy that's kind of small. He's out there in the sin in the sheep. He said, well, go get him. I won't sit down until you get him. And the reason when he comes up that the oil pours on his head in front of his daddy, in front of his mama, in front of his brothers is because God said, I need everybody to know that just because they counted you out, they didn't realize I had already counted you in. Touch somebody, tell them, don't count me out. Okay, I, I got I to hurry. I got just a few more minutes left. I got just a few more minutes. Just a few minutes. I got two points in a few minutes. So, but, but, but the second thing is, it also, it also restores his communication. If there had been 400 years of silence, there had been 400 years of a lack of communication. So he restores his connection. He reveals his connection, but then he restores his communication. Now, what do you mean, Reverend? Well, I need folk to know that I'm still speaking. Y'all ain't got that yet. I hear folks say all the time, I don't, I don't know if it was God or not, but, but I, I felt it in my spirit. We need to test and figure out which part is God and which part is you. Because you may be missing what God is saying while you still try and deny that God is speaking. 
I need to talk to somebody over here. You better hear me. You need to figure out which part is God because if you can discern what the voice of God is in your life, you don't have to miss anything because God's been trying to tell you something for a long time and you've been dismissing it as your conscience in your head or as the voice of stupidity but sometime God will give you a radical idea to make a radical change because God is a radical God okay okay he wants to restore his communication and I'm just so glad about this to me I want to do it one more way because y'all ain't got this yet because y'all missing me the person sitting next to you ain't got it, so let me talk to that person. <laughs> listen to me, listen to me. Here, here's the problem. All the times that God was speaking in the Old Testament, it was the onesie, twosie, threesies. I'm about to help somebody. God spoke to Moses. That cute. And then Moses spoke to the people. That's nice. God spoke to the prophets. Then the prophets spoke to the people. That's nice. But on this day, God said, I'm getting ready to talk to everyone that desires to hear my voice. I'm coming in like a rushing mighty wind, and I'm not going to fill one. I'm filling the room up. I'm filling the whole room. And they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Let me mess some misogynistic, sadistic man up right now. What that means is that God speaks to your wife probably more than he speaks to you because you're too busy to hear him. You ought to understand something. God is speaking to the sisters. He's speaking to the brothers. He's even speaking more to your children if you'd only hear them. God is speaking. Touch somebody say, neighbor, I know he's speaking because I've heard him speak to me. Okay, my time is up, so I got one more point and I'm going to my seat. I'm gonna see you in a minute. I'm gonna get one more point and I'm going to my seat, I'm going to my seat. But not only does it reveal his connection, not only does he restore his communication, but number three, he releases his commission. Reveals his connection, restores communication, and he releases his commission. What do you mean, Reverend? Well, when the spirit hit, it hit particularly not just as an unknown tongue, but as a language. So that when they went into the streets, the scripture says that the people who were in the streets, who were from foreign places, heard the word of God preached in their own language. God's getting ready to commission some folk to speak a word on his behalf and to tell everybody about how good he is. Whether you ever take the pulpit, 
Whether you only sit in the pew, it doesn't mean a thing because the priesthood of all believers means that every one of us ought to be able to tell somebody how good God is. Every one of us ought to be able to give the plan of salvation and let the world know that Jesus is Lord. Every one of us ought to take up the Great Commission and go ye therefore into all nations and preach my gospel. All of us have a responsibility to serve God. Come on, give him a praise. Come on, give him a praise.